Welcome to another episode of the Half-Life Show. My name is Vikram. And in case you're new here, we usually do the podcast along with my co-host Subhu. But we decided to make a series of smaller episodes where we talk about a particular topic that's been churning in our own minds. What we're talking about today is the work aspect of the work-life balance, which we usually talk about on this podcast. Work is a central part of our lives and we usually spend about a third of our lives or half our waking time in a job. It is useful to have certain frameworks on how to get the best of this in terms of a career and how to balance work effectively in your life along with family and friends and all the other hobbies that you'd like to do. So let's get started. I came across an interesting story in Nassim Taleb's book, The Black Swan, where he talks about a turkey that was born on a farm. Now, the turkey uh, is taken care of by the farmer. Every day, the farmer brings the turkey food and makes sure the turkey is safe from predators, and builds a coop around the turkey and makes sure the turkey is growing up well and healthy. So every day, the turkey starts to expect that farmer coming in in the morning, getting food and shelter and protection and this happens day after day after day. The turkey starts to trust the farmer and starts to believe that the farmer has its best interest in mind. However, when 999 days have passed and the thousandth day arrives, the farmer comes in and kills the turkey. And legend has it that the turkey's last words were, what the f***? Now, when I heard this story, I was immediately taken back to our entire work culture. And this was around the time when the whole tech industry had a whole lot of layoffs going on with all these big companies like Facebook uh, or Meta and um, Google and all these people laying off tens of thousands of employees. Now, on Twitter, I saw that several people were really surprised by the whole thing and felt betrayed by their company and they have put in 20 years of their life in their job. But what ends up happening is that at one fine day, they're notified by email that they are going to be no longer with the company. And they really felt sad that they did not get to say goodbye to a lot of their friends and relationships they'd built at the workplace. Now, I understand that part. Uh, I think closure is very important even when it comes to a job. But this really shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Because... Tech companies are at-will employers, which means that they can stop using your services at any time they please. So, it's an interesting phrase I heard. It says, the door swings both ways. There is no reason for you to exhibit an extraordinary amount of loyalty towards a company either. It is at will in both ways. And in order to keep this relationship alive, it is important for both parties, the company and the employee, to make sure that the other side is happy at all times. Now, I started to think about this and I was um, wondering how my own tech job goes because I do work in the tech industry myself. And I kind of started developing a framework um, and I've been using this framework for quite a few years to make sure that I don't get taken by surprise. And I've been in the industry about a dozen years now. And in the beginning, I joined the tech force in the US as an immigrant on an H-1B visa. 
Now, anyone who has been on an H-1B visa understands that once you do get laid off or you do lose your job, you have 60 days to find a new job. Otherwise, you have to leave the country due to lack of a work visa. Now, the first time I was faced with this situation was in 2014. I was just three years into my job at the time and we had our first round of layoffs. So a lot of people, I mean, everybody actually, were working in the office. And so when I heard about the layoffs, it was a very nerve wracking experience because our manager was walking through the cubicles and whenever he stopped at a particular cubicle, that person was invited into his office and HR followed him in. So it was kind of obvious for everyone around what was going on here. So whenever we heard on that particular day footsteps approaching, uh, it, is, it is really nerve wracking. And it's, a, it's, it's an experience I'll never forget because that meant that if he stopped at my cubicle that day, it meant that I had 60 days to stay in the country pretty much. And it's always a challenge to find something in 60 days. So ever since then, um, uh, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, but I survived that layoff and have survived a few more ever since. Now, I started developing frameworks for myself based on that because the average tenure of all employees in any industry, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, is 4.3 years for men and 3.8 years for women. So on average, men and women change jobs approximately once every four years. So this is actually going to happen statistically. Now, I understand there are lifers in a company who spend good 20, 30 years in a company, and that does happen too. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing to do, but statistically speaking, people do change jobs every four years or so. So I started putting myself... Um, in that picture to anticipate that on average, I might change a job every four to five years. So in order to be able to do that, I never took my job as something that is granted. And I always found myself improving on my skill set in the current job so that when the clock does expire, the four to five year clock, I am ready for the next gig that shows up. And this was actually something that was told to me by a coworker. He said, the job you're working on now is a preparation for the next one. So I started thinking, why do I have to think in four or five year increments? So I gave myself a much shorter time frame. I looked at it as I am going to consider only a two year window where I'm going to be employed. And in order to reach retirement from where I am now, I'm going to need about 10 two year periods of time. So if I survive every two-year period in the tech industry, I consider that a win. And then the clock resets and I start working on my next two-year period. Now, why this two-year period is rather arbitrary, but I am of the belief that it is not really possible for a business or for a CEO or even Wall Street or any expert to predict anything beyond a time frame of about two years. They can make predictions, they can make guesses, but I don't think there is any guarantee that those two-year predictions are going to be true. So if the company doesn't exactly know where it's going to be in two years, of course, they have a roadmap, they have a plan, they're going to work towards something, but then things like uh, a pandemic can happen, as we saw. So in two years, a lot can change. It is a workable period of time where 
at the end of 2 years you can sit back and reevaluate and ask yourself is this job still providing me value is it keeping me excited am i learning something new from this every time i go into work do i like the people around me is there anything better that i can do outside are there new avenues to go are there new technologies that are evolving so these are all things that you can take stock of on a 2 year basis and to make sure that you are progressing along with the industry because what ends up happening is that your skill sets tend to become very focused and very narrow and you lose the edge you need to stay employed in the workplace in case you get laid off from a job so what exactly can we do to make sure that we are continuously learning in a two year period that we are in uh during a job so i have a few suggestions for this whenever you're working on something and you get the job done always try to see how you can go a little bit beyond for yourself ask yourself how i could do this quicker next time ask yourself why i did it this way why not some other way and if you're doing something technical and uh, you came across a few terms you did not understand go back and write down for yourself make notes as to what those terms mean because when the day to interview comes which it may be in this two year period or the next two year period you're going to need those notes you're going to have to go through them relatively quickly in case you want to find a new job that is not really the time to start reading a new textbook because that takes a very long time so in order to learn concepts it is a great idea to continually read books that you used during your school years because those do contain a lot of good information read articles read blogs and uh, stay up to date on what is current in your industry now on the topic of reading textbooks now in technical fields one textbook uh, has a lot of information and probably going through one book takes you a year if not more and that's quite common in uh, science and engineering fields which i work in uh, make the effort that nobody else does because this is very uncommon that in a workplace that people are still reading textbooks but if you do stay in touch with the textbooks you make yourself a very good interviewee you stay in touch with your basics and you are able to contextualize everything and uh, perform your job better because you understand exactly why people do things this way and you learn you tend to get better and build on the information and a solid foundation that you have based on your textbooks so definitely do read textbooks and take notes on textbooks as you go along the next thing that i have learned is uh, never fear asking questions now the thing is that the greatest thing of working in a workplace and that what differs from school is that there are people with a lot more experience than you have so go to these people ask them questions ask as much as it's reasonable to do so and learn from them learn from their experiences and ask why or speak up in meetings and make sure you understand everything that is going on to the best of your ability and if you're working on a project do keep a work journal write down uh, when the project started when the project ended uh, what are all the challenges you faced during the project how you could have done it better who are the people involved in this project so what happens is that when you do look back on this journal a year or two years from now you'll be able to tell exactly how you did and maybe uh, explain to someone else what the challenges you faced were and how you overcame them so this kind of reflection in a workplace 
environment is very valuable as an interviewee because you can clearly explain to the next employer what it is that you did in a clear and concise fashion and how you overcame the difficulties in your current job that you will face again in your next job. So you are well equipped to do this. All right, that's it for this episode. It's kind of a short one, but I hope there's some food for thought in this one. Remember, your current job is always the stepping stone to the next one. And so treat that accordingly. If you'd like to reach out to us with suggestions for podcast episodes or feedback or thoughts on what you feel are the best ways to stay employed long term in a tech industry or any other industry that you actually do work in, do message us on Instagram at halflife.show. If you're watching this on YouTube, do leave us a comment below and let us know what you think. If you're listening to this in your favorite podcast app, if it is possible to leave us a review at all, uh, we'd greatly appreciate that because it really helps the growth of this channel. So thank you so much for listening and catch you on the next one.